0: Hello, and welcome back to Say Radio Marin. I'm your host, Kimberly Escobar, joined with your co-host. Cynthia Hernández. And on today's show, we have both Bing Westbrook and Robin Oshla, which are, they are both wrestlers at SRJC in Santa Rosa, and they're also both coaches at Linda High School. And thank you both for being on the show. Could you both each introduce yourselves? We'll start with West, or with Bing.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Um, hi, uh, my name is Bing. i grateful to be here. And uh, yes, I uh, am exactly what you said. <laughs> I'm a coach <laughs> at uh, Terralinda High School, an assistant coach um, to Alex Wall and, uh, and, uh, and to Robin here. And um, I'm also a, a current wrestler competing at Santa Rosa Junior College.
2: Yeah, my name is Robin Okshla. I'm also what you said I am. I'm a coach and also a current wrestler at the JC, and I coach for
1: Terralinda with Alex Wall. oh and natani cleveland who's also yeah yeah uh we man this is so is such an uncreative (laughs) answer to your question um we robin and i knew each other uh we've known each other for a long time we we pretty much kind of grew up together in a sense we went to high school together joined the same wrestling team together in high school hence uh, it's why we're why we're coaching now at that school and then we're also competing together at santa rosa junior college
0: wow that's amazing how long have you guys known each other for
2: uh, what year is it? Twenty twenty three. Too long. Like, yeah, too long. apparently too long. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think like eight years, right? Oh, wow. Twenty fifteen is when I started wrestling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like eight years. Wow, yeah, we were actually good. in the same class. We were in the same bio class. Oh yeah, that's and funny. Then...
2: We. I saw him in a, uh, bio class, and you know I didn't think anything of it, and then we went to the same wrestling team, and I come back to the same class. I'm like, oh, yeah. what's up, man? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs>
0: the what's up man just put it together <laughs> uh, and
2: then you know we do
1: a bunch of projects together and we got closer like that yeah okay and uh interesting thing about robin was um you know he joined kind of like a month late into the uh the first season of wrestling for both of us mm-hmm. it was so two months it was two months yeah mm-hmm. and and obviously he remembers that cuz that must have been a a pretty painful process for him because we have this period of time where we get kind of get trained up so that we get to a point where we can endure that that level of of training mm-hmm. and uh robin essentially jumped in at the deep end and so i remember when he showed up his first day most i think almost everyone else who sh- who showed up late they quit because it's just too much on the body in mm-hmm. that sense and i remember watching him we were doing these like this workout where oh, we had yeah. these plates and he had a 45 pound weight and i think I was, you were like like 540 no, pounds was
2: 120 pounds yeah and like that was, like, <laughs> almost a quarter of my weight just struggling to do it. And yeah, I know, think yeah. what motivated me was, like, seeing Bing and, like, all the other guys that were doing it so easily. I'm like, dude, how can I not do this so easy? Because I've been, like, nah, not training for that, but I've been, like, running, doing cardio. But it's, like, nothing like that, you know, having a weight in front of you and just, you know, just going. Can you guys shoot me? Yeah.
3: Yeah, we can yes. you yeah it, well it, you guys jumped right into it yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 this is your podcast no no, no oh, yeah, you're fine shut up. <laughs> no, this is...
0: well i kind of still want to ask my icebreaker okay. question <laughs> <laughs> even though we already i don't think we sorry. needed an icebreaker <laughs> question <laughs> we already broke the ice but yeah let's i'm just gonna go for it <laughs> okay um my icebreaker question is what is your current favorite movie and I could start off just because <laughs> I already have one in mind. Um, I'm watching the Harry Potter series. So nice. all of them are my favorite. Um, my favorite one is probably just the third one. I don't know. I just really like it. It's more put together in a way. Mm-hmm. And I also own the CD for it. But I'm not watching it on the CD. I'm watching it on like, HBO. So, yeah.
1: What what happens in the third movie?
0: Um, They... Well, Harry moves out of his uncle's place, oh, okay. and he gets sent to, or he doesn't get sent to, but he goes to this, um, like, hotel thingy, mm-hmm. and then someone's after him, or, like, he's in danger, I think, from Voldemort, and...
2: Is that called the Prisoner of Azkaban?
0: Yeah, it's the yeah, Prisoner okay. of Azkaban, yeah.
2: yeah. I like, that. that's my favorite one, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I remember, and the oh. Chamber of Secrets, yeah.
0: Oh, the, oh i've never read the books, so i can't really say anything on the books i've only just watched them i should probably read them but i'm not i would literally just stop reading them at it's, some point
2: it's like this yeah it's
0: like i know this thick. The, that's why i don't want to read it because they're so thick but yeah
1: yeah watching um watching like my classmates read that book it was like the equivalent of like someone hiking Mount Everest today. I'm like, how could you do that? Oh, no. It looks I like would... a, it's like a Bible. With a <laughs> thickness. I know. I'm like, was... In
0: elementary, everyone would be reading like all the Harry Potter books. And I'd be like, mm, yeah. no. I tried I reading watch it, them.
2: but the, I was too dumb. They were like, put that back. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, because like, of
0: dumb. the scores thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you had
2: to be like a certain uh, grade to read <laughs> uh-huh. certain books. And I would try to read it. And, and then the librarian would be like, you can't read that. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. That's the thing. I just pick out a picture book after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you ever have that? Which one? Like,
3: and I don't know what it's called. It's like a score. Yeah, like they give you a score. It's like
2: a reading score. I
3: had that a lot because I wasn't born here, so my English was mm. always below average, mm. and I've always had to had in school have. Um, Tests be tested in order for them to see how I've done and what books I can and cannot read. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, But I'll go. My favorite movie that I would say that I recently watched, um, and we watched actually with Javier, but I rewatched it with my family, and it's called Nayad. Whoever's heard, have you guys heard of Nayad? She was a swimmer, and basically um, in her like mid-20s, she wanted to swim, um, is, I don't know the term, but it's like free swim in the ocean. It's a term for it. But it, she wanted to swim from Cuba to Florida. Wow. And uh, But she didn't make it in her 20s. And then she retired after from swimming, and then she's in her 60s, and um, she r- reads a poem, and that dream of hers comes back. And she asks herself, like, I, mentally, I wasn't ready when I was in my 20s, so I couldn't do that swim, but now they're telling her, yeah, you're mentally prepared, but your body is not mentally, or mm. your body's not prepared, because you're 60 years old, how can you think you can swim from Cuba to Florida? So the film talks about her journey, and the message that I got out of it, it's you're never too young, you're never too old, if you really have the passion, desire to but for your dream, you should go for it. Mm-hmm. So that has been a film that I, I watched recently and I really enjoyed because of the message and it was made by one of my favorite um, directors of documentary,
1: mm. yeah. Wow, that's such an interesting, we actually are, we kind of have that um, discussion about like age and maturity with mm. uh, our sport with wrestling because all sports, you know, all sports have a physicality to them um, and that's damaging on the body, you know. Mm. Uh, it, it can be healthy But um, when it comes to competition, it can take its toll. And as we get older, it's easier to get injured. But there's also obviously this increase in maturity, which helps. So it's one thing if you're, you know, you have this body that's young and and almost bulletproof, but uh, you have this mind that's super also young and immature, lacking life experience. Uh, And then you get older, you get more mature. Messed up my mic. I gotta, oh. st- I gotta stop fidgeting. <laughs> um, yeah. Too much caffeine. Um, but yes, that's that's such an interesting uh, story.
3: Yeah, 60, I really like it. It's
1: impressive. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. you should. It's on Netflix. It's called NIAID. um But I think just the journey of her, you know, accomplishing her dream is very inspiring, and it gets me thinking that sometimes, especially the youth, we think that we're old. Or that we can't achieve something, whether you're, you know, twenty three, twenty twenty-five, or even eighteen, you're like, um, I don't know how I feel about this and you know, her message was really killing all those excuses. It doesn't matter if you're eighteen or sixty years old and you want to swim from Cuba to Florida, and you have the passion to do it and the drive and the discipline, you can do it. So I thought it was interesting. But what about you guys? What's a, your favorite movie right now?
2: Uh, I don't have I don't really watch too many shows or movies, but I can tell you my favorite book
3: that oh, i okay, read uh,
2: that i finished this summer it was the count of monte cristo have you guys heard of that
3: i have not, not heard of
2: that. no it's like about revenge it's like about um or just like imagine you're getting a promotion at your job and you you find the love of your life and you you know it's going all good and then there's like three people that just hate on you you know haters and they plot against you to like pretty much frame you and they throw you in prison they take your girl and you're in prison for like I don't know how many years, let's just say like 15 years, and then you just come out, uh, and you just look for revenge, and then the whole story is him like getting his revenge, but like very slow. It's like in a thousand, two hundred page book, and that
1: that book oh. was written what, in eighteen? It's an old like book. Mid to late eighteen oh. hundreds. Yeah, it's like eighteen, 18,
2: eighteen sixteen or something, something like that. Heard okay, that. early. Where did yeah. you get the book? Where? Yeah. Online. yeah that's a pretty famous book like it's it uh, is a pretty famous book but and i watched the movie and the movie was nothing like the book like i can see why people say the book is so much more like detailed Mm -hmm. than the actual movie because like the movies change certain aspects of the of the book like you know the the wife isn't the wife or whatever things like that
0: the wife isn't the wife (laughs)
2: <laughs> for the main yeah like the main character like they just change characters around like oh this character mm-hmm. has a kid and i'm sure they do that with harry potter too so oh, i've never read the books so yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but like i'm saying like,
3: yeah i'm sure they do yeah
2: but that's my favorite book
3: mm-hmm. what are you gonna say no nothing i'm gonna say <laughs> bing you're next
1: <laughs> um gosh that's such a it's a hard question because i think it always it changes from minute to minute for me uh with the movies but um i would have to say that my current my current favorite right now that I can think of is, uh, it's a movie called defiance and it's a world war two movie has, um, Mm -hmm. gosh, what's his name? Uh, guy, the guy who played James Bond, the most recent blonde guy. Um, and the story's about a, uh, these, these Jewish brothers, uh, during world war two and their parents are killed by the, by the Nazis and they're forced to flee into the woods. And, um, the story is basically about them finding other, um, escaping, you know, Jewish family members and then friends and their family members and their friends. And what, what starts off with them just taking care of a few people ends up with them, uh, basically building this comp, this compound in a sense in the woods, um, to protect this giant community of, of Jewish people. And it's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty heroic uh, account of, of the battles that they would do. And they were basically, they, in, on one hand, they were um, taking care of these. They were saving people. And on the other hand, they were killing the Nazis. So they'd go into towns and they'd kill Nazis and Nazi sympathizers. And um, there was something about that, uh, about the way that they were so defiant, hence the movie name, and um, how they just never backed down you know, they're pushed down to the woods and, uh, and that's kind of where they're th- at their strongest, you know, so when they, when they were, uh, pushed so far away and, and their odds of living were so small. So that's, it's probably my favorite right now, which will change.
0: I think it changes for all of us. <laughs> Thank you guys all for sharing. And now we've already dived into it, but we're going to dive back into the questions and my first question since relating to school and everything i just wanted to know what you guys are both majoring in mm. srjc mm. sorry
2: uh mine is was business administration but i changed it to real estate because i found that out or i found out recently that you could do that i didn't know real estate was a
0: that's me i didn't know that was a major at SRJC. yeah
2: oh. someone said that in the discussion post that i was doing and i was like oh and now i'm switching to that and I think the classes I'm taking now are like in line with that because they're really general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what my my major is.
4: That's
1: nice. <laughs> my major is um, uh, what is my major? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my major is um, uh, psychology like... and and business administration. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think I'm just focusing on psychology. But I've I'm dual I'm dual associating, which sounds mm-hmm. like a, a psychiatric condition, but <laughs> It's, um, something to do with it's psychology and business.
0: Are you guys planning to implement that with wrestling or how's that going along with wrestling?
1: Um, I mean, that's a great question. It's a hard (laughs) day. (laughs) It's just (laughs) something simple. Um, I don't want to hog the mic and, uh, I'll just say this, uh, with all the classes that I've taken so far, I've tried to find a way to apply all of them uh, and everything I've learned to, um, all areas of my life, assimilation. It's a, like a psych term. And um, I think if you look hard enough, no matter what class you're taking, there's uh, there's something that you can use in that class to benefit your life and the lives of others. And so uh, coaching is kind of like the practice for both of us, uh, as we discussed, um, of giving it of giving back what we've learned. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I guess I don't know if that's maybe a very vague I mean, way to answer for that me, question. For me,
2: it's <laughs> like the opposite. I use wrestling to... Like I use aspects of wrestling to implement in like all areas of my life. Like mm-hmm. the discipline, the hard work, uh the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I do kind of the opposite, which I should be doing what he's doing, apply what I learned in class into wrestling and try to like make it more
1: I've been trying to tell him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting though, but in, in, in my case, I find that a lot of ath- like um activities
4: mm-hmm.
3: kind of help me a lot into my day example, whether it's working out, if you have a discipline, you kind of take that and you can apply it to, you know, your work, career, work, Yeah. at least that's how I, I can kind of see that. But I wanted to touch on the fact that you guys are both in school, you guys are both doing wrestling, and she asked a very important question of like, are they connected or is it just kind of their own thing? But I want to know more of what got you into wrestling um
2: yeah uh for me i (laughs) i think because i used to be really big back in the day like like you knew me uh (laughs) you knew me uh back when i was like little and i was kind of chunky and maybe
3: that's why i didn't recognize you yeah a lot lot of people
2: yeah a lot of people when i come back now to like areas like the canal they're like who is that like kind of recognize him, but not really and then i tell them like what used to be so fat (laughs) i I want to be remembered know. um yeah like i wanted to get fit and then i wanted to join a sport once i did get fit i -hmm. thought i was fit until i joined wrestling and i remember asking around like you know what do you do as a sport and then someone said wrestling and i was like huh i'll go try that out i met the team captain at the time i was like yo i want to join wrestling he's like (laughs) i'll never forget the way he introduced me he came up to me he's all like he puffed out his chest, and he I can see him do this. He comes up, crushes my hand, he's like, "So you want to join wrestling, huh?" And then he just tells me the time, and I end up going there, and then i just I loved it from there
1: yeah that was a that was a, a guy who we knew as frank nasterNASCAR uh his name was Jeremy, and <laughs> Frank is in no way sure Jeremy, but a really good guy. I think he's still in the marines. Um, yeah. I mean, very similar story. Uh, it's very much word of mouth uh, for both of us and how we got involved. Um, I, I always was into sports. I always loved being active. And uh, I had a background in fighting. I started fighting at a young age, uh, for you know, not competing, but just going to a, uh, an MMA training center. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started when I was eight and just fell in love with it. And there's aspects of wrestling in that as well. Um, and going to high school. I joined the football team, and one of our buddies, uh, Natani Cleveland, who also just uh, left the Marines, um, he's now our co-coach as well uh, at Linda. He was in my class. He was on the football team with me. He was a lineman, and he comes up to me and he says, have you heard of wrestling? It's like the hardest sport in the school, and he told me about this one day <laughs> uh, of the year. It's called New Year's practice and he said it's a 7 hour long practice and it's the worst conditioning you could ever imagine mm. and at the end of it we run 7 miles and i said i'm in <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah i was like what is this thing like i don't know there's some quest for finding the most physically and mentally challenging activity and that's was what it? brought me hell yes yeah. i
3: would
2: imagine
1: yeah yeah
3: how how did you what was your per is it perception of of wrestling and then after you guys being how do you view it now
2: now uh in the beginning i didn't know what i was getting into i just thought wrestling was like <laughs> like <laughs> i i just thought it was like kind of like combat sports like you kind of swing on each other and i knew you take them down now it's like it's such a different cuz like i coach now and i have to like tell them what i think of the sport and like what it means to me and to me it's like now it's very discipline oriented it's very tough it builds a lot of character and if you can get through that you can get through anything
1: hmm I agree with that I'm gonna add on to that yeah um, I the first time I really heard of wrestling in the in the uh, high school sense was I was in eighth grade and I was reading a textbook I think it was a history textbook and or some health textbook, and it had a photo in like the bottom right corner of this kind of overweight kid. Didn't really look that muscular. He was wearing a singlet, mm. which is something that we wear like one percent of the time for our competitions. What is that? A singlet's basically a le- it's a glorified leotard.
3: What yeah, is that? A- a- uh,
1: it's <laughs> the thing that gymnasts wear. Um, okay. It is. Is a- it
0: the strap? No, it's not yes. that. Yes,
1: well, it is a suit that you wear.
3: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it's pretty heavy. much a tank super top
1: suit. that's si- it's all one it's, it's one piece, suit. oh yeah. yeah, if you see a gymnast, it's okay, similar okay. to what they wear, except for it it's like a it's like a one piece swimsuit it's like that, and then you take speedos and you add that to the one piece swimsuit oh
3: okay, okay, okay,
0: yeah. I thought you guys do wear,
1: <laughs> uh yes, we do, but not during practice no, not. some of us some of us, oh, yeah, no. some of us like uh, to wear that, yeah, uh, and um what's it called, so I saw this, I saw this photo of this kid and. I was I remember thinking to myself I'm like there I will never I will never <laughs> do this sport. This is the weirdest looking thing. <laughs> and uh, and then sure enough I uh I show up and uh it was nothing like that. Um mm. and uh and I realized how fun it was and I what was the question?
3: <laughs> how did you view it um when you first started and and now?
1: Um yeah, when I when I first got into it, so that was my pre actually understanding wrestling and then when i got into it at, at, at the high school level i uh i saw it as kind of like a like a superhero training mm-hmm. um it was like superhero school um because our coaches were they were too old to be our brothers our big brothers but they were too young to be our fathers as far as the age mm-hmm. they were i think it was like 23 they were andre was 23. We are now. yeah mm-hmm. They were twenty three so they had finished college. They were extremely fit. I keep messing with my mic. <laughs> and um, And uh, what's it called just seeing them and seeing how fast they can run, how many pull-ups they can do, and how strong they were. It was inspiring. and then seeing what we could do with ourselves, you know how we started the season and how we finished it. Um, at that school, I mean starting at starting at fifteen to wrestle it's a it's a hard thing to be competitive because it takes so long to be okay. It takes a long time to not be bad. And, uh, I think at that school, it's so much more about becoming the best version of yourself physically, mentally, it's Mm -hmm. about mental fortitude. And, uh, and now I, I view it as the same thing. I also have a better understanding of the competitive element of it Mm -hmm. being at the college level. It's, it's, it's a very different game. It's a little bit more of like a you clock in and you clock out. It's like going to the office yeah you know it's interesting
2: yeah we always say that when we go in like another day at the office you know (laughs) or like when we have a competition clocking in It's just yeah it's it's cool we like see it more as a job i say because we know what we're getting into but now i mean i mean back then it's like you know i I, like i said i didn't know what i was getting myself into but now i I have a better understanding Mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to like form in my head as a concept versus back then
0: Mm -hmm. What was the, I had a question in my head. What, what was the, oh my, I'm so sorry. I'm like blinking. Okay. I'm going to say another question that I had. It's probably like going a little more ahead. Um, what is some advice as you say, like, oh, you're clocking in now or that's how it feels like. And then before it was like more kind of fun, you'd say like more of a, Mm.
4: Mm
0: fun thing to do what would you like Mm. tell your younger self in high school some advice that you would give them on
2: uh i would tell them to not have such a high stake at that level like in high school i would like be really nervous before a match and like i have nothing to lose like you know it's my first match i don't Mm -hmm. you know i'm supposed to do bad Mm -hmm. you know so because i have to do bad to do to get to the good and you know not worry so much Versus like now I still get worried, you know, I get anxious before a match, but, you know, try to calm those nerves down, try to push yourself a little bit more on the run, things like that, I would tell
1: myself.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would, first off, I would tell myself to go to sleep. <laughs> I was always <laughs> staying up way too late and yeah. um, not helpful, as it turns out, for athletics to be sleep deprived. Um, There's a lot of science that I, we've learned going to college uh the sport of wrestling in high school for us was taught by <clears throat> a very skilled man who uh knew what he was doing uh and basically how do i say this he was taught a certain way and he taught us that way and it was extremely beneficial andre andre yeah and gabe and uh you know there's a lot of a lot of guys there that had their hands in the pots and girls uh that really played a big part in making us who we were as athletes when we graduated and still to this day uh, additionally, our current coach, uh, Frederick Durr, Fred Durr, he has a master's in kinesiology and he's been coaching for eight years and he's in his thirties, early thirties. Um, sometimes he acts like he's in his fifties, but that's fine. Uh, or twenties or twenties. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how you look at it. Uh, and, uh, and, and I'll put it this way. He just, he puts a lot of science into it. So our lives are a lot easier now because yeah. we understand that the, process of what it is to be a good wrestler so there's a lot more technique that we focus on now um weight cutting is a huge thing i was 195 pounds my heaviest before the season started in one month i cut 20 pounds robin did very similar (laughs) yeah and we i mean before it started i had 10 percent body fat i probably have sub five right now
2: yeah probably i have like 10 percent. probably yeah probably. yeah
1: hence the caffeine but <laughs> you know so there's there's a lot of things that need to go into that mm-hmm. and cutting weight is a really excruciating process and uh if you do it wrong very bad things can happen mm-hmm. um it, it How can do you
3: be cut weight i'm i'm like what <laughs>
1: you just deprive your eating, body you of you work
2: you, you know after like you work out heavily yeah. you want to eat and drink you don't you eat. just don't do that you know <laughs> Go use the yeah. bathroom and then that's it you lose weight yeah it's a lot of like fluff weight you it's like a bunch of water weight mm. um the only like real time you lose weight is like over time uh you know you stop eating certain things and you lose like uh fat maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of muscle but the way we do it it's a lot of water weight mm-hmm. and, and
3: that's just when you guys are ready getting ready for a competition
2: exactly. yeah exactly oh,
3: w- what what why
2: so there's that. Do you want to take this uh, right? There's things called weight classes. Yeah. And you got to be a certain weight to uh, wrestle at that weight class. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't wrestle. Or you wrestle a weight class above. But you want to wrestle the weight class you chose. Like, I was 170, 175 before the season started. And I wanted to get to 57s. So I have to make 57s before the first competition. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can't compete at that weight class.
3: You would compete at whatever weight you're, you're yeah. at. Oh. Wait, but what? I feel like wouldn't you want to be bigger?
4: That's a
1: really yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. And that's the weird thing about wrestling. So we all have different bodies and we all have different strengths. And Mm -hmm. you know, some of us are very lanky, some of us are super, you know, stocky and that's just how we're built. And the thing about wrestling that's nice is it's you can work with that. That's like your advantage if you choose to have it be that way. Versus, you know, say football. They have their own version of that where it's like, hey, if you're really tall and really like lanky and you're a fast runner, you can be a quarterback or a cornerback or a um, a wide receiver. But at the end of the day, when you catch that ball and you're trying to make it to the end zone and you look over and you see this 230-pound dude running at you and you're 150 pounds, you're the nail and he's the hammer or they're mm-hmm. the, the hammer, you know, no matter how you look at it. In wrestling, what's nice about that is there's no difference in that sense you might go up against someone who's really tall and lanky but at the end of the day if they weighed in at 175 pounds you did too oh
3: okay and so So if you guys were at the same weight you guys could technically
1: exactly even though
3: you're way taller
1: exactly Uh, exactly so you know right now you're 165 i'm 174 so we technically you know we practice with each other in the wrestling room but you guys
0: wouldn't like in a match, you guys no, wouldn't be able no. to. You have I, to be the exact same weight as your opponent. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So you have to be, so for raw, for my weight class, 174, I have to be 174 pounds or lighter. So mm-hmm. there's a weigh-in time and everyone weighs in at that same time. What's nice about college is sometimes you weigh in the night before, but usually you weigh in the day of.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's what's
1: really mm-hmm. difficult about this process is you deprive your body of nutrients and water so that you come down to this weight class because there's a Goldilocks zone where you are strongest and lightest. So you cut down, you cut your water. How, how the method that we've developed, I've developed, uh, and Robin has developed over, over our, our time wrestling is you, you cut down your fat, the fat intake, you know, you've got your three macros, you've got carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Mm -hmm. You need protein, usually roughly like one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And then you have your carbs. You need carbs. If you don't have carbs, what happens is your body goes into ketosis. And that, as our coach put it, it burns your body weight at a 20 to 80 ratio of 20% of what's being burned is going to be your uh, it's going to be your fat, your body fat, and 80% of what you're going to burn is going to be your muscle.
3: Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So
1: you see people who are doing ketosis or they're doing their keto diet, right? Which is mm-hmm. what is that? It's basically you cut down your carb intake to, I believe under 27 gram, under 27 grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, this is really boring. Details probably for you guys, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm,
3: it's interesting. I'm if interested. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think about that. Yeah. Like if you think of wrestling, you wouldn't think about those
1: exactly like, yeah. things.
3: So it's that's what for our it, audience, it, yeah. it would good be good for them to know this stuff too.
1: So if you have a, if you if you look, if you let's say you're you know you, your shirts off and you're looking in the mirror, and you see, you know everyone has a different body shape, different body size. If you feel like you're overweight, you look at yourself and you have a, you have a, you know you have a good amount of fat. What that means is you might be eating enough carbs. You might be eating enough protein. You might be eating enough fat, but there's something that you're eating too much of and it's got to be one of them. Usually what it is, is it's kind of a combination of too much carbs, too much fat and not enough protein. What happens is people get like skinny fat and that's where they're very skinny. They don't have a lot of muscular composition, which could be a genetic thing. But they have a, uh, they have fat, usually around their waistline, like their love, what's called love handles, for lack of a better term. Uh, they, I've never
4: they, heard that. It, stuff,
1: yeah, it's, really, it's you a weird. I've never heard
0: of. I have. It's and,
1: and, and so
0: cute. Yeah. Uh,
1: your fat shows up in different ways for mm-hmm. everyone. So some people, no matter how much I weight they cut,
4: <laughs> I am like going like this.
1: Yeah. We we all we all do, and that that you know sometimes that's the first thing that we lose. Sometimes it's the last. You know that's mm-hmm. that. You know, Everyone would like to think that they lose enough weight, they're going to get a six-pack. Sometimes it's a little more complicated than that. Anyway, so usually the weight-cutting process starts... You want to do as easy as a weight-cut process as possible. So that looks like you find the, the right diet for yourself where you're consuming enough calories so that you're losing fat, but you're not losing muscle. And it usually looks like you're eating enough carbs and you're eating enough protein and usually what's going to get cut down is the fat. But you don't want to cut down the fat all the way because that's effectively dietary castration. You're going to mess up your hormones and you're not going to be able to work out. You're going to feel terrible. Your mood's gonna going to say, fluctuate. Yeah, for
3: women it's like the fats is really important. At least I yeah. heard. No, 100%. Right.
1: No matter what your biology is, if you're a human being, mm-hmm. you need fat mm-hmm. if you want your hormones to be regulated properly.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And um anyway, so that's the diet. And when it comes down to the last say forty eight hours of your weight cut, that's usually when you cut down the water. So, so this is two this is I mean, it's different per person. It's this is per two person.
0: days prior to when you guys have the
1: water. The, uh, heating, you cut, the you cut down your food.
2: Yeah. What he way, just did, what he just explained is you do that like months. Yeah. Oh that's in months you find yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. diet. Like that's what I did. I had, yeah. I was like one seventy in the summer and then I got to I didn't lose twenty pounds in a month like he did. I did it in the like four months. But it was Which like, was smarter. yeah, because when you do it the way he did, you get kind of.
1: I couldn't mentally put down the hamburgers. Impaired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you get what? What'd you say?
2: <laughs> mentally impaired.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, it it does affect your uh your 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 mental. How does uh, the water work
3: when you guys Just, cut down water? Wow,
1: that's a really good question. So, we have something. Um, over the years, you know, I hate to say, it for lack of a better term. You know, after enough people get sent to the hospital or pass away from weight cutting, which still is an issue in some colleges, um, you know, regulations start coming out to make it a little bit more of a healthier process because Mm -hmm. just cutting out what your body needs to survive is obviously incredibly stupid especially when it's you're trying to perform at a very high athletic yeah. level it's <laughs> it very sense. it's an oxymoron yeah. so if you are thinking about doing wrestling and you have the potential to do other sports try everything out because <laughs> it is extremely yeah, yeah, damaging no, yeah, yeah. That's, to the body that's but it's really wrestling worth it tough, yeah yeah
2: that's like the one key difference that makes like wrestling stand out is that yeah. weight cutting because man at, doing that for six months mm-hmm. it sucks yeah real bad mm-hmm. i do not miss doing that
1: yeah <laughs> yeah there's mm-hmm. uh so your, your question was uh, regarding water. water weight. Yeah. So that is actually an indicator that people use to measure how much weight you can cut. They call it a descent chart. What happens is you need to hydrate so that you're hydrated. You're, effectively, your pee is clear. And uh, they test it. If you pass, then they go and they check your body fat and then they check your body weight. And from there, they, those data points, they produce a descent chart, which tells you what's the lowest you can be and what time are you allowed to be that weight? If you oh, cut really? down to below that weight before that time period, you're not allowed to wrestle. Mm. So it gives you kind of like this descent that you can. It's this kind of rule book that you follow, and uh, and that's pretty much how the water works. So for all of us, we require water much more than we require food. Yeah. We require both. So you cut down your food in a healthy manner months prior to your you know your 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 competition. So Robin. Me, we might be wrestling in the beginning of the season at like 174, 180 pounds. And then as the season goes on, we start bringing our weight classes down because we're allowed to at that point. When it comes down to the day of uh, weigh-in, that's when I usually am not eating. I haven't eaten maybe for the last 12 to 24 hours, but I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm drinking a lot of water because in order to lose weight, you actually have to drink water. And one of the mistakes that some of our teammates make is they stop drinking water pretty far before and their mentality is you know, mentally they're extremely foggy. Their joints are, you know, damaged because your body needs that stuff to be lubricated. Mm-hmm. And uh they're they're just really upset and they're ready to kill, you know, kill each other. <laughs> and um and, and then they're overweight and they can't lose weight. So anyways. I'm just gonna leave it at that it's a uh it's a weird <laughs> process but it has you know the last thing you want to cut out of your diet is water it's mm-hmm. the last thing to go
3: i wanted to add unless you have a question no go ahead is um that's a lot mm-hmm. to it is to...
2: i also did not know half the things he said <laughs> that's why i was there I don't <laughs>
3: know.
1: robin this is just uh more props to robin and his ability to uh adapt and and overcome he uh he I've had, this is my second season of wrestling at at college. This is his first season of competition. He also had a a season prior, but it was a red shirt where you do not compete, but you show up to practice. He is at the same level of wrestling as me, but he has one season less of competition under his belt. So we are the same exact age. We both have been, you know, in the room the same amount of time, but I have a, a couple more matches under my belt. And that's the only reason why I know this stuff. We are still at the same level of competition. He still has the same amount of accolades. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that's, like I said, that's a lot to take in. And also, you, hi, you guys have a lot of things going on as well. So you have like work. I don't know if you guys work, but work, your personal life, school. Yeah. And then you have wrestling. And it's, to me, it's not just the whatever thing is. You guys seem very, very committed. How do you guys balance that? you know with with everything and what would be like an advice you have for someone who has a lot of things going on
2: for me it was a bunch of sacrifice like i don't work right now because i chose to do wrestling i had to sacrifice my job and certain i guess certain people i can't hang out with like the kinds of people i would hang out with if i wasn't wrestling because all they do is like go to like you know clubs and uh just party and I can't really be doing that kind of stuff when I'm in uh wrestling season. And Ronnie actually, the person you're gonna interview soon, he understands that and he kinda like doesn't hit me up as much, which is kinda sad to see. But that's mm-hmm. like one thing I gotta give up. So it's like a lot of sacrifice that comes with it. It's not it's so like you sacrifice one thing so you can balance out the other. And mm-hmm. um in terms of like personal life, uh, that's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Um with school, it's like school and wrestling is my full-time job now uh Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of homework I got to do at the end of the day midday I'm practicing for like two to three hours in the beginning I have my classes it's a it's a lot for one person to like just jump into um but if you're used to that you can just jump into that right away that's what I did because I didn't go for school to school for like four years four years prior to what I'm doing now and I could just jump back into it because I'm like used to it but if you were to do that in the beginning, I think your balance would be, like, you'd probably hate yourself, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the same thing for Bing, because I know he's been going to school for a while, but hasn't been wrestling. But I know you did have to sacrifice almost just as much as I did.
1: Yeah, it's he pretty much said the same thing in the same, my story, pretty much. Uh, it's the same thing in my experience. Sacrifice, and then adding on to that, it's also focus. There is an element of it, um, and I think it's similar to like this day and age and this generation. I think they are smarter uh, than all the previous generations, and I'm talking about the. I'm not saying that about myself. I'm saying that about the people, uh, uh, you know, that were coaching uh, the high schoolers that were coaching. Um, there is so much access to information, and that could be helpful information, but that can also be distracting information. And so I think that the biggest challenge for us, as well as the incoming generations, is going to be distractions uh it's going to be distractions and so for me the biggest thing that i've done is uh eliminate distractions yeah. so social media goodbye M- music even i stopped listening to music unless i'm in the car with robin because yeah. we commute to Santa Rosa he, together it's
2: also helped me uh get rid of certain things like like alcohol and mm-hmm. you know certain substances which i'm yeah. thankful for you got to
1: say goodbye to if you want to if you want to get the most out of what you're doing um when it comes to sports, you should probably say goodbye to um, putting those kinds of you know, mind-altering substances into your body that are not you know, medically beneficial for you.
4: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's the yeah. thing about that is that's a really hard thing for some people to give up. We do, we, there have always been people who struggle with this and uh, it shows when it comes time to perform, you might be able to get away with it for a little while, but when life gets a little bit challenging and you start getting pressed, uh, that's when you're more likely to crack.
3: Yeah, so. and and how do you deal with like you know you said you you sacrifice or take a lot of things out? Mm-hmm. What is your thought process that you have when you you know you you have that desire to oh man to to go? What do you do? Because I think it happens to me too, no, I, and maybe the camp I, I, yeah studying, no. and then all of a sudden you're like I could be doing mm-hmm. this, and you know how do you you know silence that? That voice.
2: That's a great I, question. I don't even know if you can silence it. Like, I get mm-hmm. those, like, there's, like, an angel here and then a devil right here. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember saying this at a tournament because it was a a bunch of people just, like, you know, doing the things that I used to do, like, you know, smoke or drink. And I'm just like, man, it, it sucks because, like, you smell it and, you, you know, whatever. And you just, like, it kind of entices you. And everyone else is doing it. So you're just like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. But then like you just got to think back to what you thought in the beginning when you first joined like I want to do good. I gave up all this and I came this far, you know, why stop now? Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that that's what helps me and also having a friend like him kind of helps you yeah. like just surrounding yourself with people like BAME or like, you know, someone that is in the same alignment as you mm-hmm. kind of helps versus having people that are not aligned with you because they're going to pull you into their alignment.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think you told me this. Um, I think your dad said said this to you. Uh, if you're hanging out with, you know, four people oh, yeah, and yeah. they're doing something, you're the fifth yeah. of what they're doing, right? Or uh, you are the sum of the people that you hang out with. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if I'm focused, if I'm around people who are achieving the things that I want to achieve or on the path to do it, just like I am, that's a good thing. If yeah. I'm hanging around people who are constantly going out, what's going to happen is, I'm getting up early. They're not because they're sleeping in, they're yeah. sleeping off their hangover and that's going to get in the way of me. I'm trying to go to sleep early, you know, early at night and they're still partying. They're, you know, bumping loud music, stuff like that. That's a, that's an example. I don't personally have that situation right now, but I do remember when I was living yeah. up in uh, Santa Rosa prior to COVID, you know, having, having things like that. um, It just, it pulls you away yeah. and establishing that boundary with people, I wouldn't even call it a boundary. I'd say drawing, drawing the line and, and just communicating with them. Like, hey, dude, I love you. You're a good friend. I, I, need, to, I need to say goodbye for right now. And I, I need to go off and I need to do this journey. I will be back. But for right now, I need to go and focus. It's like I'm going into my cave. I'm going into the cave. And it's going to be really hard. And I can't bring you with me.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like no hate to the people that do that you know they're good people i love them Mm -hmm. so much like i can't just be like oh why do you do that Uh, i don't judge them i know why i have the same feeling i want to do the same thing sometimes but and there's nothing
1: wrong with do there's nothing wrong with going out and partying you know as long as you're not causing harm to other people you can argue that you know drinking and smoking and stuff like that is causing harm to yourself but it's all you know if it's all in good 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 health and in moderation there's there's really nothing wrong if you're not gaining much consequences from it however when you're an athlete the consequences of doing the same thing are a lot higher
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mm-hmm.
2: agree
0: i agree on that i've done the same thing in with my past friends mm-hmm. i've let go of a lot of friends but it's mm-hmm. like yeah. we both know like we're still fine with each other and we would talk from now and then but like yeah that dual friendship isn't there anymore just because they they chose to do something that i just <laughs> didn't want to do and i chose to go my way and for me right now school is like the most important thing for me i'm not an athlete but school is like the most important thing for me and that's the one thing that i really just want to achieve and yeah,
1: yeah. It, so it really i feel that <laughs> yeah it really yeah. is all very similar like mm-hmm. athletics is i think more similar than you think to edu- you know academia mm-hmm. i mean it really athletics is academia and academia is athletics yeah. i mean it's I th- this is the best I've ever performed in school, and it's because I treat it like a sport. You know, my classmates don't know it, but I do have a, a tiny bit of competition with them <laughs> when it comes to the, you know do the you, discussion. Posts. I feel that too. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to be one of the top, you know, four, top three, you know. And what that does is, in reality, I don't care. I really don't care. You know, if you make if you get it in first before me, that's great. i I really don't care, but. What it is doing is now I'm focusing on getting it in, not before the deadline, I'm focusing on getting it in before everyone else gets it in. Mm. And so I might get it in third or fourth or even fifth or whatever, 20th, right? But I submitted that discussion post, you know, three, four, five days before it was due. Let me tell you, that is far from my MO, you know, uh, not too long ago. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I I thought,
0: remi- sorry no, <laughs> that ahead. just reminded me i have a discussion let
2: do not we all yeah i was i thought the same thing too like i want to get in before this this mm-hmm. person because i know this person always does it mm-hmm. you know first but yeah. then at the same time i'm just like i'm gonna have the same grade probably at the end, end of the day yeah you know i just I, I guess that's just one way for me to stop caring like uh, about stuff like that because like i'm gonna yeah. have the same grade i'm yeah. gonna have that might be higher or not
1: mm-hmm. so that, yeah that's that's also another thing that kind of going back to one of your questions to answer that further, you know, furthermore on, uh, how we think about wrestling now, how that differs from before is there's differences in what we can control and what we can't control. In reality, I can perform as good as I want. If my teacher hates me or if my teacher, you know, you know, leaves, um, I, I won't get an A no matter what I do, I cannot get an A. So that, that, is not in my control. Getting an A is not necessarily in my control, but submitting all the assignments by the due date or before the due date that is within my control. Mm-hmm. So that's similar to wrestling. I can't if I wrestle the NCAA uh, you know champ, I mean, as, as flattered I would as I would be if people thought I would beat him, uh, I think <laughs> there's no chance. <laughs> it's just it we're completely different levels, you know and and uh, however, I could wrestle my best match against him and that is the best I've ever done. But yeah. I lose. So in reality, it's it's I can't control if I'm gonna win or lose. But I can control if I'm gonna wrestle my best. Yeah. And that's what really matters. That's yeah. the difference between now and and before.
2: I think Habib's. You guys know Khabib. Habib. Khabib,
1: Khabib Nurmagomedov. N- n- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. Know. Uh, some
2: UFC fighter. He's all like you.
0: Oh, he sounds familiar. Yeah. Dagestani.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was all like, you can't control the results. Like yeah. the mm-hmm. results are already determined. It's mm-hmm. just whether you perform your best or not. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if that's exactly what he said, but (laughs) something like that. I
3: think I've heard that before. And I think it's something that is hard to do in anything to you want to control everything. You want to have that power. And when you don't, you know, you can it can bring you down. But if you think about it that way, you know, I'm not going to control the things I can't control. But the things Mm -hmm. I can, I will. And Mm -hmm. that kind of does a switch in your in your mindset. That can help you succeed more. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep, uh, Go. you know, this is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys um, are our guests. <laughs> <laughs> very well. Um, so, I, what I've learned is um, we have a finite amount of energy and we spend that energy thinking about different things. And the more I think about the things that I cannot control, the less energy I have to spend on the you know, controlling the things that I can Mm -hmm. and what is actually, what are the things that I can control? Cause someone could say, well, you know, I I can't really control if Robin likes me or not. And someone says, well, you know, sure you can, you just got to be nice to him. And that really comes down to the point of, am I trying to manipulate him (laughs) to get a result, which is him liking me, or am I focusing on showing up as a good person? Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned (laughs) is to really dumb it down to the most simplistic sentence possible. It's everything that happens outside of me, is pretty much out of my control the only thing that is in my control is how i respond Mm -hmm. and react and how i show up
4: Mm
0: -hmm. agreed yeah (laughs) going back to how you how you guys both sacrifices sacrifice different things what Mm -hmm. are other things outside of wrestling that you guys do to improve yourselves either within wrestling or in your daily lives
2: (sighs) uh that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'll well, re- let you, that, uh, I you guess, take it uh, away. <laughs> I guess just working out um like lifting weights at the yeah. gym kind of helps with wrestling. That's like a very obvious basic one. But mm-hmm. I guess going to sleep early, waking up at a certain time, mm-hmm. doing my homework at a certain time. Um
0: Do you guys each have like prep schedules yes. in your day-to-day?
1: Pretty much.
2: Yeah, but I don't uh I guess it's just a routine I developed. It's not really like something I make myself do, mm-hmm. but I do have like a calendar of things I got to get done to the, like for that day. But it can be get, it can get done, like in whatever order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's yeah. I don't know how you do it, but that's how I do it. Yeah, because I'm lazy. That's <laughs>
1: funny. This is, yeah, this is. <laughs> there are things that we're talking about that it's kind of like the first time I'm hearing about it. Which is, what? like, Oh man, I should have been asking you these questions. What? We've been, we've been wrestling you know on the same team for a long time these are really they're good questions i uh it's very similar i mean we do we have talked about this actually uh yeah having a schedule Mm -hmm. having repetition having something that is constantly you know um a habit is something that happens in my mind that allows me to be more efficient with my energy and the goal of having a good schedule and organized repeating schedule is that I'm going to conserve more energy throughout my day so that extra energy left over it can be spent wrestling and focusing on that. So the more organized I am, the less anxious I am and the more simple my life is, the better I perform. So I need to make sure that I'm doing well in all other areas of my life so that I'm doing well also in wrestling because if, I have family problems and if I have school problems or relationship issues, that's going to bleed over into my wrestling. Mm -hmm. So I need to make sure that I'm performing as a, as a human being in all areas of my life to the best of my ability so that I can also perform, you know, and, and sometimes that, like we said, that means letting go of certain things, you know, and sometimes it's friendships temporarily. And sometimes it also helps us realize that maybe some friendships just, they're, they're, they're no longer, you know, they're no longer, uh, the, the, the chapter of that friendship is coming to the close, yeah which is sad, but it's, you know, it's reality <laughs> sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens to us all. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <My boy.
3: laughs> I forgot to bring my water bottle. Um, well, thank you. I'm, I'm learning so much and kind of reflecting also in, mm-hmm. in my own personal life. Mm. And I think for me, it's so hard to let like, go of people. Mm -hmm. um general like that's a general for me i'm a very loving person i like i am fully can love a person friend friend family and for me cutting ties like it hurts me like Mm. but you know thinking about your passion and your dreams sometimes it's it's sometimes you need to in order for you to take a step forward Mm -hmm. yeah
2: I don't think you completely like severing the bond. You just like saying it's like you said you're going into your cave. Mm-hmm. You come back out. I don't know when, but you know, you come back and like talk to them again. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't have to be complete strangers. You can, you know, hit them up mm-hmm. yeah. once in a while. Yeah.
3: yeah, I'm going through that right now.
2: <laughs> it's, it's not. Easy. I
3: think yeah. I think especially with um, it's just also it's part of life, and I've, I'm I'm yeah. learning to accept that that friendships come and go. Yeah. And. And you have to just be okay with it because in a certain point, you know, you at the end of the day are the only one who's in charge of your life. And yeah. if you mm-hmm. are depending on other people and, and hold like don't want to let go, it's hard for you to move forward. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's not sometimes it's it is realizing you have to let go of friends that you have nothing against but you guys are just on completely different paths. Exactly. And and um it, it for me like I said, it sometimes uh, it's hard it's hard to let go but then in the long run I'm like oh I needed to if I hadn't I don't know where I would be yeah so just you know learning those small things as you grow up it's it's fun yeah <laughs> it's, it's
1: a challenge it's a yeah. challenge and, and there's a lot of um, the difference between someone who is an athlete or or a, you know somebody who's a student I mean we all can relate to this in some way um, the difference between an athlete and, you know, and, and the higher level athlete is the sacrifice that they're willing to do. You know, I mm-hmm. think it's the same thing with uh, there's a there's a very large military um, community uh, that that have background in wrestling and wrestlers often go off into the military. They perform well. I mean, it is something that was, I think, invented by the Romans um, yeah. or at least they adopted it. And it was for the warriors, everyone who wrestled, you know, they were, it was training to kill each other and uh and and so that that doesn't really change because at the end of the day we're still human and um and 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 i've heard in things like the special operations community um and those are the guys that do majority of the operations in in wartime and during peacetime you know there's there's a difference between them and regular conventional military and i've heard from operators that uh the difference is the sacrifice you know, mm-hmm. if you're living that kind of life, you don't have much time to to speak with, you know, loved ones or maybe to have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, we do have someone that we do know who is an active operator. And and, there, you know, we we know that sometimes you just can't talk mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, you're you're off, you're doing something and you can't talk about it and you can't talk to anyone. And obviously we're not doing that. <laughs> we are athletes. <laughs> which is in no, level, no, in no way, you know, the same. There's a similar uh, sense of, hey, competition is something that's happening right now. And it's taking a lot of my attention and it's going to require a lot of my focus for me to perform at a high level. And so because of that, I'm going to have to be a little bit more quiet. And people understand that, which is really nice. And when they don't, it's like, hey, some, some I'm sorry. Yeah. Some people don't. And, and it's like, truly, I understand. I don't blame you. If I were in your shoes, I would have a tough time understanding it too um, if this is if I'm not giving you enough attention or time, I don't want to continue to hurt you and so I may need to distance myself or completely separate myself from you mm-hmm. and that's a it's not a I don't even like to call them boundaries it's like a line this is where I stand mm-hmm. If you want to meet me here then then come but if you can't, I don't blame you, but I need to be honest about where I am. And where, what I can do, you know, because it's not about meeting you halfway; it's about meeting you where you're at. And if I can't meet you where you're at, I need to be honest about that.
3: Honesty is key. Yes. And how do you guys um, take care of your your mind? We're kind of talking about kind of like your schedules and stuff. your mind. Yeah, your mind. I think it's so What do you mean? So it's like, very... a
1: good question. It is. So
3: like your your, your th- mentality. Your, your uh-huh. yeah, your mentality, and again like. If you're not going out your social life, let's say, you uh-huh. can feel a little bit, you know, alone. How do you deal mm-hmm. with that? Your, your mental, your mentality. How do you keep that strong? I
2: mm-hmm. think uh, camaraderie within our teammates yes. does a very good job with that. Like, we have a really good time with uh, wrestling practice with our partners. Like, yeah. we have, like, a community within ourselves that, like, kind of give us a sense of family. Yeah. And you kind of, they kind of become your new friends and your new circle and mm-hmm. i'm sure they like to do things that i wouldn't w- want to be doing still but like it's uh that's one way to cope with the loneliness that comes with trying to like go your mm-hmm. own separate ways from the people that uh you walked away from temporarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just think it's i just think that's beautiful to be honest yeah it's really <laughs> i think wrestling is like <laughs> it what, what did our coach said it takes us a, a special
1: kind of <laughs> A special.
2: What did he say? He said he, kind at of
1: first, he said it takes a special kind of athlete, and then he says he corrects himself. He says it takes a special kind of weirdo. <laughs> yeah, <And I'm> like, <laughs> people you know, that do wrestling. That's little, are just, unfortunately, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Wrestlers.
2: If you ever meet them, like if you ever go to a wrestling room yeah. and you meet them, it's like they're just <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's, all right, all right, You know, <laughs> you're okay. I mean, he's, who is he's this guy? The spectrum, you know. Yeah. Who's but, this clown?
1: Um, I I think that the worst. The worst punishment a human being can receive is, is, um, is being deprived of human-to-human interaction. Yeah. So no matter what problem I have, um, I may believe that I can solve it on my own. But if I don't talk about it, what happens is it grows out of proportion in my mind. So my head is an echo chamber. It's also a very, very dangerous neighborhood. And I often walk down that neighborhood. Um, what neighborhood? My mind oh. <laughs> um, I know that's a, a little bit of a stretch of a metaphor, but <laughs> it is in the sense um there are things in my mind, issues that I have come to know and come to believe are real, and the moment I let them go in the sense that i I open up to someone and I talk about it with them, that issues relieved the weight mm-hmm. to, that it that it carries, someone said it's like to the effect of. It's like the boogeyman in the closet. It's mm-hmm. really scary and you kind of want to hide underneath the blankets mm-hmm. and hope that it doesn't come out, but the more you do that the bigger it gets. The moment you pull that flashlight out and you go check and you open up the blinds, you realize it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing. So,
0: okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're good. I all? have to cut this off. <laughs> we have a lot of great questions, but thank you both for being on the show yeah. and <laughs> I'm sorry for cutting it short. Not so okay. good. Um we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Right.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>